Business Hour with Ole Bocheng on OFM, the sound of your life. Now, the last time our first guest was on the show, she stressed the importance of ensuring that your business remains robust so that it can withstand disruptions that come your way. And speaking of disruptors, tonight, business thought leaders, strategist, author and founder of At That Point, Juanita Forster, is going to weigh in on the popularity of artificial intelligence technologies like ChatGPT and how they are disrupting the working environment and different careers alike. Here's part one of my conversation with Juanita Foster. So for people that haven't heard about what this amazing new technology is, what is ChatGPT? So ChatGPT is not something new really because AI creation tools or things that create other things through machine learning and AI has been around for quite some time and I've been playing with them for a few years. But I think what happened with ChatGPT was the the conversation suddenly became mainstream. So what ChatGPT pretty much is, it's an easy interface, a platform that anyone can access with no coding experience, no AI experience, no tech experience. And they can talk to this little thing as if it is a person, a consultant, an expert. And they can ask it questions and it then delivers answers. So it feels as if you're talking to a person, but you are not. Yeah. I mean, have you made use of it as yet? And what do you think of it? I have indeed made use of it. So uh, one of the first copywriting tools we we tried uh, two years ago was Grammarly from an editing perspective and then uh, last year, we started using Copy AI and Jasper and text-to-image creation, all of these things. But the results have always been really rudimentary. I think with ChatGPT was the creators of it came from a different angle. They came from very, not a, a niche-specific, but more a generalist approach. So it's not just one type of profession uh, being able to do one thing with AI, it is now everybody from every walk of life, from every profession, being able to ask ChatGPT anything. So yes, I've definitely played with it and I have my reservations and I've got my excitement as well. Yeah, let's get into some of those pros and cons of it. I saw one of the pieces, you said that it's time to look at whether your company's values can hold up against the temptation of plagiarism, copyright infringements, etc. And I think that also applies to the academic world, as we've seen. So for me, everything AI, and it's always been like this, everything AI, everything tech, and everything innovation, change, all of these things, we need to, especially as business leaders, we need to see it in a bigger context, not focused on the tool, not focused on the disruption, not focused on the threat, but seeing it not as an either or, but as an and. For example, if you look at, at retail in South Africa, grocery stores, you don't have checkers or pick and pay. You can have checkers and pick and pay. They both coexist. Yes, they compete for the same piece of the market pie and so on. But same with AI tools. It's not either or, humans or AI. It can be humans and AI, humans and computers. And that's how we need to start thinking about this. And when we start thinking about AI type of tools like ChatGPT, in, in this way, it starts to become less of a threat. And we can start saying, well, hang on, how do we use these cool tools to help us in making certain parts of our business a bit easier. 
Yes, uh, AI is not there where it can do plumbing just yet, but if you have a plumbing business, for example, can you ask ChatGPT to write emails for customers, to write marketing campaigns, to advise you on the best way to communicate with people in the way they understand all of these type of things in business. So it might not take over core functionality, but all of the support functions in business, it can assist with doing that a lot quicker, a lot easier, and a lot better. So that's some of the pros. The cons come in when people become reliant on AI unfiltered. So they don't take what AI gives and filter it through their own common sense, their own morals, their own values, their own ethics. And from a corporate perspective or a larger business perspective, here it's now, especially in the services sector, we are charging by the hour and people are expecting you to put in an hour's work and you ask ChatGPT or another AI tool to do it for you and you charge for that full hour. Is that ethical or is it not? And there's no right or wrong answer. The answer is, what is your company values, your company policies, etc., say about this? And look, it's not at a stage where you need to have these things in place. But if you're not having these conversations on a high level yet, uh, then you're behind. The Business Hour with Oliver Heng on OFM, the sound of your life. Like promised, here's part two of my sit-down with Juanita Forster. She's a strategist, author, and founder of At That Point, and she's weighing in on the popularity of artificial intelligence technologies like ChatGPT and how they're changing the working environment, disrupting it, essentially. You've mentioned that it's some of the pros, it's not really a threat to certain professions, but I, I have seen these conversations come up, and I think some industries or professions are a lot more concerned than others. So, for example, copywriters <laughs> a lot of them are quite concerned about Absolutely. the presence of AI tools and I mean I think obviously with digital marketing copywriters have become quite instrumental to the world of advertising and you've seen even their salary scales have also quite increased substantially in the last few years so should that particular profession be concerned and also academics yes they should be concerned but not in the way we think they should be concerned because (laughs) there are literally even AI tools where you train it with your own voice. It's part of the process I'm busy with my team where you train it in your voice and then you feed it a bunch of text and it then creates that text into an audio file in your voice. So what happens to voiceover artists? What happens to all of these things? And there's that whole conversation about not either or. So as a copywriter, as a digital marketer, as a content creator, as a financial planner, as a strategist, as a consultant, all of these things that people are saying, oh, it's coming for your job. You can either be scared of it, see it as a threat and try to prevent it from happening, which I'm sorry, you too late, it's already happened. Or you can say, well, how am I going to use technology to assist me? either in doing better, faster, quicker, whatever it is, what has always been a pain point for me that I can now use AI for? For example, if you're a copywriter, let AI write an outline for you or five different outlines. Instead of you spending an hour thinking of five different outlines for something that you need to present to a client, ask ChatGPT to do it. It takes seconds. You send that to your client, they pick the one, and then you go to work in giving the human feel to that work because that's something AI cannot do. It can generate from existing databases and from existing knowledge, but it's not there where it can create from original. That's where humans still have the edge. So use AI to do the things that kind of anybody can do and then put your spin on it 
afterwards, let AI do the heavy lifting. You come and do the painting and the fancy and the things that make it unique. Because in the end, clients don't want what everybody else is saying and doing. They want your unique spin on it. And the other thing is, it's and I completely forgot about this, but this is the, the immediate skill that most content creators or most anyone that, that feels threatened by these AI tools um, can do at the moment. It's about the skills change as well. So instead of Let's use the copywriting example again. Instead of writing the actual copy and being really good at that, you now quickly need to become an expert at writing the prompt for these AI tools because it's Google. It's like Google. Google is available to absolutely everyone, but not everyone can Google in a smart and clever way that gets them the results that make a unique business or unique value proposition. So your, your skills are still going to remain, whether it's a podcaster or a, a creator or a consultant or a planner or whatever it is, or even legal, because legal eagles are now saying, ah, AI is coming for a job. Then use it and teach yourself how to then prompt AI better so that it can give you the best results. You also had a poll up um, on LinkedIn. You said, will you be disclosing when you've used AI to generate something you'll be paid for? And I mean, that ties into some of the ethics that you were speaking of when you spoke of the concerns around AI technology. And interestingly, quite a substantial number of people said they haven't thought about it. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I said, so, so, you know, all of these articles came on chat GPT and usage guides and prompts and all of these things. And, and my thinking was, everybody's now jumping on a bandwagon, but usually when there's a bandwagon. Some people jump off, some people want to burn the bandwagon, some people want to pretend as if the bandwagon doesn't exist. And my take on it was, hang on guys, from big picture point of view, what does this mean for company-wide? Because you cannot regulate individual behavior. You cannot. But if you're in a company and you have certain morals and values and, and an ethical compass that you want everyone to comply to, you've got to think about these things and think how you're going to implement it, how it's going to impact from a decision-making point of view, not just ground-level pushing button and creating quick stuff. And that then ties into all of the other AI tools that are now going to come in really quickly in the near future. You're not going to be able to control or prohibit the, the future, prevent the future from happening. The only thing we as humans have is making decisions and making responsibly so it doesn't hurt ourselves, the others, or then the greater good. And that was the idea with that poll. And it was really interesting for me to see how many people haven't thought about it. You know, they might have formed an opinion on, am I going to use it? Am I not going to use it? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? But they haven't thought about the bigger picture of, hang on, how is this going to impact my business model, for example? So you've, you've mentioned a sort of interesting way of using ChatGPT. So mm -hmm. there it is. I plug it in and it gives me some outlines, three outlines, et cetera. And then I modify the one that my client prefers. Does that mean I still have to credit it in some way? So the creators of ChatGPT didn't say, well, you've got to credit us or not. It is not copyrighted at the moment. AI-generated things does not need to give copyright. But there's already been cases of artists coming out and saying, hang on, these images that were created by AI is extremely derivative of my work. So where does copyright fall on this? And the legal profession went, we don't know. There's nothing in our current structures, our supporting structures, that allows anyone to make a decision saying this is right and this is wrong based on legal principles. And that's why we've got ethics. So, for example, at the beginning of the year, me and my team had a huge discussion about how we're going to use AI, that we have to start adopting it and just that we have to start playing with it. And just a week after, I saw a birthday message come through for one of uh, our colleagues. And at the bottom, 
it had a disclaimer that said this birthday message was created using AI technology. <laughs> so apparently in my company, we will now be disclosing, but it's a legal gray area and that's where every single company has to decide where it lies for them. Will they be crediting AI? Will they be disclosing which parts they used or will they not? And it really, really is a very personal decision at the moment because there's no legal guidance. Any closing remarks from your side, however, just to wrap it up on a nice little bow? How should businesses approach ChatGPT? Find ways to play with it. Make ways to play with it. Even create new things to play with it. Um, allocate budgets for it. Uh, for Because ChatGPT used to be free, now there's a paid version, which is a little bit faster, etc. But if you're a business leader, make sure that everyone in your organization knows this exists, what it can do, and give them guidance on how you would like them to play with it, even if it's not necessary. Don't wait for the future and for technology to take over your job. Adopt technology now and teach it to work for you. Don't run away from it. Embrace it. Play with it. And figure out how it can serve you. In the end, it's just technology. It doesn't have a heart. It doesn't have a soul. The Business Hour with Oli Bocheng on OFM. The sound of your life.